Welcome, everybody, to Common Sense Christianity. As always, I'm your host, Ethan Foster, here today with another episode. We today are going back to answering atheist objections. I know, guys, you really missed the series. It was our big series in season one and part of season two, focusing on apologetics and how to answer atheists. So we are back today with one. And it's something that I talk about very, very often, but I'm going to focus specifically on it today in this episode. Can science Science can't explain the origin of life without God. This is an atheist objection I receive all the time. Now, what I'm going to tell you guys how to address this, it is something that I address quite often. It's actually one of the most common atheist objections. So, the, the way you would first approach this is adopt the mentality that an atheist has. Just for a second, I know Christians don't like to do this, but you have to think of this strategically. Assuming that that you don't believe in evolution, I do, but a lot of most Christians, especially in the United States, don't. So, taking a, a, this into consideration, you have to try and eliminate your biases in order to have a more productive conversation. See if you can. Adopt the atheist mentality, like I've just told you. So assume that evolution is correct, and this is uh, just a general tactic, good tactic in debating, that you should, even if you don't agree with your opponent's side, you should know their case better than yours so you can attack their case. This is a debate strategy that I use whenever I have someone on the podcast. Um, so adopt this. Know what evolutionary theory is, okay? Change over time, all right? Know at least some parts of the evolu evolutionary history. You can draw it back. One animal that I understand very well, and you guys know this, is killer whales. So let's draw that. And you can go back, and in evolutionary theory, eventually, whales used to be land creatures, something like a wolf or something, if I remember correctly. You, you go back to mammals' ancestors, and I'm being very vague with this. You go back, and it it's a mammal-like reptile. That's mammals' ancestors. Then you go back even further, and the ancestor would be some amphibian-like creature in the Devonian period. And then you would go even farther back and go to the first vertebrate animal, some type of fish in the Cambrian period. And then you would go back and... This is the harder parts of evolution to understand. So the first multicellular life around 900 million years ago. And then you go even further back to single-celled organisms at the very beginning, 3.5 billion years ago. So you trace this whole distinct line. So pick, pick an animal, just any animal, and draw this line. Now, evolution paints a picture of simplicity to complexity. This is how Charles Darwin saw it. Now, obviously, Charles Darwin didn't know about DNA and didn't know uh, about the complexity of the cell. So it worked very well. However, when, in 1953, we discovered DNA. And we have discovered since, read the human genome. And we have since learned a lot more about how the cell functions. And uh, that, that, in my opinion, is really the genius of Charles Darwin, that he was able to uh, make this theory 
without the scientific evidence, the strong scientific evidence that we have for it today. But this is beside, besides the point of me bringing it up. If we were back in Charles Darwin's day and we accepted this theory, we could easily, if you were being the atheist, just say, well, look, it was simple at first, and then the, the simple parts became more complex. But you can't make that argument today. Atheists still try to, but you have to think of this in more than a relative sense. Yes, compared to the cell, I am very complex. I have a hundred, about a rough estimate of a hundred trillion cells every human does. But if we go back and go to the comparatively the more simple organisms, and you start with the first cell, that first cell is in and of itself complex. I, for those of you have who have taken a biology class in middle school or high school, you would know that the cell is very, very complex in its mechanisms. They have different systems, uh, different operations to create proteins, to create different molecules, to create energy. And then you have different types of cells that do different jobs. And there's groups of cells that form tissues that work together to get a particular task done. And then those tissues join together to make organs. Those organs have a specific job based on their DNA programming. And then those organs create the body. And this whole body, involuntarily, even though you don't know the particular mechanisms of the brain or of the liver or of the stomach. Well, the stomach's easier to understand, but you get what I'm saying. Even though you don't know that, your brain still carries out these functions through your nervous system and commands the body what to do. Now, let me ask you something. How does this evolve? How do we start from complexity and end with something more complex? Because that's really what evolution is today. This is what you have to ask your atheist counterpart. Because science cannot explain this. Science can explain the mechanisms of how something has come to being. But it cannot answer the philosophical sense of the matter. It cannot explain why it is complex. It can explain how it's complex, the mechanisms of its complexity. It cannot explain why or how it became to be that way. Now, maybe there will be some BS explanation someday for it. I highly doubt it, but maybe some naturalistic explanation would be likely. John Lennox talks about this in the God Delusion debate with Richard Dawkins. There probably will be a naturalistic explanation for the first cell. However, I want you guys to think really quickly about the mechanisms that created the environment for that cell to be there in the first place. And that's really where the faith aspect comes in for the atheist. You have to believe that somehow, some way, on this planet, in this solar system, we are just the right distance from the sun. For some reason, a planet happened to crash into us, and for some reason, if we didn't blow apart, and for some reason, the moon was formed, and then for some reason, water came to Earth, and it started raining, and then for some reason, the Earth started cooling down, and then for some reason, the right proteins, the, the right DNA, and uh, RNA somehow came together, somehow made codes.
And then somehow they came they came together and made some organelles. And eventually it all it just all came together and made life. How reasonable does that sound? That's all you need to ask your atheist counterpart. And you will have won that debate if you play your cards right. But it's not necessarily about winning the debate. It is about convincing your opponent or the person you are having this conversation with of your position. And if they are truly a truth seeker, then they will accept the obvious truth of the matter and that is that intelligent design is the most reasonable explanation for the complexity of life on Earth. This is Common Sense Christianity. We will see you here on Sunday.